You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today uh, we have a special guest here with us, uh, Chris Stafford, who is a 25-year veteran in the industry. Um, He's the founder of the Agent Unleashed, which is a mastermind and and coaching group. Um, And he's based out of San Francisco and and California. And he has a lot of experience with, um, obviously, from the agency side and also from the investor side in terms of apartment building investments. Um, We're going to talk about... um, you know, how he's able to, uh, whether he's working with clients or with, you know, himself um, to navigate the, the crazy California market, um, you know, landlord-tenant laws and a lot of the restrictions um, that it imposes on uh, multifamily investors in, on the West Coast. We, we want to hear um, how some of the investors have been able to overcome um, those challenges and also hear about Chris's platform. He's been around uh, for a while. So we want to hear some words of wisdom. So thanks for coming on, Chris. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Anthony. Great. So why don't you, if you don't mind, let's just kind of back it up. And how did you get into real estate? Just kind of, you know, we could guide the conversation from there. Sure. Um, so Anthony, I started off in life as a um, CPA. I still am a CPA, I guess. I worked for 11 years at uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers. And uh, hated my job. I hated my life. <laughs> and, and then sometimes, Anthony, I'm not that uh, quick on the uptake. It took me 11 years to figure out that I really wanted to do something that was my passion. And that passion was real estate. And a good friend of mine was a real estate agent, solely my first property and uh, got me into real estate. And uh, my only regret is I didn't get into real estate sooner. <laughs> That's right. That's right. A lot of people say that, including myself. Um, yeah. Okay, so you started out, um, you know, as an, as basically an agent, and then you started investing. So how did how did that process go, and where are you today? Well, so I've been selling real estate in San Francisco, uh, residential, sing, single family, and also multi unit dwellings, as I mentioned, for over twenty five years. And um, you know, I absolutely love selling real estate. It's it's my certainly one of my biggest passions. But there's a lot of uh, pitfalls and mines, if you will, in San Francisco investor market, especially in multi-unit buildings that you have to really be careful about. Um, And then, as you mentioned, too, then I I wrote this book called Massive Abundance, which is all about making yourself strong in all the different life areas. And to me, it's like a big circle, giving back. And that's what I love to do with my coaching and my mastermind group Uh, in real estate. I'm coaching real estate listing agents across the country. And I love doing that, giving back. It's just an amazing feeling. Excellent. No, that's that's great. Um, so talk to us about why, um, you know, investing in California, how that could be tough, how it could be lucrative, uh, especially on the apartment side. Um, who's the only type of investor that makes money? Is it developers? Is it, uh, like, you know, is, is it existing uh, operators that are just cleaning up some older buildings? Mm-hmm. Who's Who is making the most money? And Well, you know, what's interesting in in San Francisco for multi-unit apartment buildings, you know, we're only in San Francisco, we're only seven by seven square miles. So we're not, you know, everything's already built out. We don't really have a lot of new construction uh, per se. So with, uh, you know, multi-unit buildings, 
the people that are really making the money, and I hate to say this, but it's really super difficult to flip properties here in San Francisco. Um, the people that are really making the money are the long-term holds. Those are the people that, you know, it's almost like almost on, even on a cash basis, um, you know, cash returns are really difficult to, to really reach. But if you can keep a building for five to 10 years, you're going to make the money on the back end and appreciation. So, you know, San Francisco is always... We're sort of like an icon city around the world. Everybody knows San Francisco and there's a huge demand in San Francisco. So we get a lot of investor demand, but they just have to know that it's really your, your long-term play is really going to be the cat, the appreciation on the property. Sure. And you get, um, you know, I, I teach as well. And um, I, I usually teach the opposite. You know, you have to have in place cash flow to begin with at least somewhat. Sure. Um, yeah. And then, if appreciation comes, you can, you know, force it through many different ways. Um, and we don't need to yeah. get into that on the show. Um, so how do you just convince an investor to buy something at, let's call it a 3% cap rate, you know, maybe mm -hmm. it's a 10 unit building, 20 unit building in downtown San Francisco. And then mm -hmm. every time you turn on the news, maybe California is in the spotlight in general um, yeah. in terms of being tough on landlords and, you know, rent strikes and uh, statewide rent control, which, oh, by the way, I think failed um, in 2020 uh -huh. on the ballot. Um, so like, how do you kind of, you know, overcome that obstacle that I would have as an investor in sure. California? Sure. No, I mean, and you're, you're like right on point. You know, we have so many obstacles in California and specifically in San Francisco, because San Francisco, we still have rent control. We don't have vacancy control, but we do have rent control. So you're right. It's, it's tough for investors. But the thing that I think overcomes that is that the demand is so great because people want to own real estate in San Francisco just because of the name. And because San Francisco in particular, I think to a certain extent, California is a little bit different. And you know better than anybody that, you know, every market across the country is there's not one overall real estate market. It's little micro markets. And, you know, our long-term prospects have always been really good, especially for appreciation. In spite of the earthquakes, in spite of the homelessness, in spite of everything else, um, you can really do pretty well with long-term appreciation, even if, you, even if your cash flow is really sort of weak on the front end. Um, you know, for instance, I bought a three-unit building about, ten, uh, God, about eight years ago. I bought a three-unit building for uh, $1.2 million and I sold it for $3.2 million eight years later. So the appreciation can always be counted on, I think, over the long term in San Francisco. And I think that's one of the things that in spite of everything else, that in the city city proper, you can really pretty much be guaranteed that. Sure. And, and, I think and, the thing, and the other thing too, Anthony, is I think that it's it really is incumbent upon me as your real estate agent or as an investor, it's really incumbent upon me to find the properties where you're going to sort of minimize some of those downfalls, uh, like having a terrible tenant profile uh, in a building uh, because, again, the rent control. Um, we also have a thing here in San Francisco called protected tenants, and there's like four or five different criteria. If you're over 55 and you've lived there for 10 years, you have a life-threatening illness, those people are protected and you can never evict them. Um, they're there for life. And so there's just, you really need to know the ins and outs of the San Francisco rent control law and, uh, you know, just what's going on in the city to, you know, to, but you can do it. You, you can sidestep a lot of the BS and make some pretty good money. Yeah, no. And I think Chris, you're right. It's, it's more of, okay, people think of California where I'm from, New York, New Jersey, they think very similar 
um, things as soon as you hear, oh, I don't want to invest in New York City. But uh, right. when you kind of look at it over a long term horizon, that's a little bit more, um, I guess, it's a better way to look at it. But you know, like, like you said, when you're working with your clients or even yourself, you just have to set the expectations because I'm sure on that three unit property you bought, Chris, there wasn't too much cash flow in those eight years, uh, maybe oh, a little man. bit. But... You know, there were a couple of years, Anthony, quite honestly, that I was really sucking air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and that could be scary for a lot of investors and might not yeah. be the right fit and that's okay. So they look for more cash flow and producing properties. So, and you know, sense. one of the other things too, Anthony, that we have and that is, and I don't know if this is happening, you know, in your neck of the woods, but we're getting a lot of 1031 money that are, that really want to transfer into San Francisco. I'm working with an investor right now that is looking for multi-unit buildings here in the city. Uh, and he, because for whatever reason, he wants to sell his 10-unit building in Sacramento, which is our state capital, uh, which is about two hours away from San Francisco. And he just has this affinity for San Francisco. He really wants to invest in San Francisco. So getting a lot of 1031 money as well. Interesting. I wonder why that is. So, so Chris, so we went into, you know, the investor side and the agent side. So talk to us about uh, kind of the the team you built up over the years a little bit and how did that translate into your, you know, mentorship and coaching program now, as well as the ability for you to write your own book? Well, you know, what's interesting, I'll tell you with the book, the reason I wrote the book is um, a little bit on the personal side is my partner of 17 years had brain cancer. And that was about 10 years ago. And thank God, in remission right now, we're super, super grateful. But it really makes you pause. You know, it's like all those things you worry about that are things that are going to go wrong in your life never happen. It's those random 4 p.m. Tuesday calls that you get that just blow your mind and uh, take your breath away. And that's what happened to me. And really, so it really made me pause and sort of like, what's the whole point of this whole thing with investing and selling real estate and making a lot of money? And that's what I wrote this book called Massive Abundance, How to Create Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity in Life. And it really makes you think about what's important and all that. And for me, what's really important uh, is, and I just sort of describe this in the book, for me, what's really important is just to really make yourself really super strong in all your areas, including financially, uh, so that you can turn around and give it all back, you know, in some way, shape, or form. And for me, developing this coaching program where I help listing agents around the country uh, become better agents and having this ma mastermind group is just, it's just the most amazing feeling because I feel like I'm helping others, giving back. And, you know, I've had that constant sort of thread throughout my career, Anthony. It's really been as a CPA, I did that with my clients as a, you know, selling real estate, I'm doing the same thing. And now coaching, I always feel like I'm helping others achieve their dreams. And, and I think that is really, for me personally, that is the key and the point of life. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's fulfilling. Um, so can you talk about some of the, uh, I want to say maybe strategies that you use with the agents that you work with to sell more real estate and even during these crazy times right now? You know, the, there's so many different strategies that we have, and I have a couple of really cool systems that are really easy to use. My strategy overall, Anthony, is not spend a lot of money to get business. Um, there are a lot of real estate agents that are spending a ton of money. They're trying to buy business. You know, it's like, you know, putting your face and your name and your phone number on a bus bench. Why would you do that? Put it on a bus bench. You know, you're going to be attracting a bunch of people that don't have money, can't even afford a car. <laughs> and it's sort of like, and those things are super expensive. Um, it's all to me about belly to belly marketing. It's relationship marketing. It's actually just getting in front of people 
uh, meeting new people. The one thing that you might be surprised about uh, is that the foundation of any real estate business, maybe you're not going to be surprised, is calling the people that you know, the people that love you, you know, your sphere of influence. And that is the biggest resistance I get to real estate agents will do all kinds of crazy things, Anthony. Real estate agents will knock on doors, do cold calling, work with probate attorneys and do all this crazy stuff where they're really putting themselves out there. And they're nervous about calling their sphere of influence, the people that know. And the people that know them and love them and all that kind of stuff. And they're leaving this tremendous amount of business on the table because they're not calling up their friends and saying, hey, do you know anybody selling? And so that's one strategy that I'm really, I meet, I meet a lot of resistance is trying to get um, you know, people to call their sphere of influence. But also, you know, working with pro, probate attorneys, uh, expired listings, FISBOs, that type of thing. So I have systems for each. I don't cram a system down someone's throat. I sort of figure out, like, what are they good at? What do they like to do? And help them achieve, you know, help them in that strategy with those kinds of things. Because if they like doing it and they're good at it, they're probably going to do more of it. And so that's what I do. Right. And I think that's important. You give options. Because there's, like you said, there's not one size fits all situations, especially in real estate, as you know, that in so many different aspects. Um, So to talk a little bit more about uh, your book now. So um, where can we find it? How can we, you know, how can we read it? How can we buy it? Can you talk to us about that? Sure. So the book is called, again, Massive Abundance. And my website is theagentunleashed.com. And if people go uh, to my website and ask me for the book, I will send the book to them for free. Again, that is theagentunleashed.com. Awesome. So theagentunleashed.com. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I would encourage uh, our listeners of the show and, and viewers of the show to uh, download, or, or I guess, get your free copy of the book. Do you have any audio version or just the physical at this point? No, just the physical at this point. Okay. Awesome. So just the physical at this point, I always like reading the uh, hardcover or soft cover yeah. book instead. Um, you feel like you learn more for some reason, maybe uh-huh. this type of learning style that I have. Um, so I would encourage, you know, my audience to uh, please go to that website. We'll put uh, Chris's website in the show notes as well on every, our social media platform. So it'll be easily accessible and you can just, you know, get a copy of it yourselves from there. Um, and if you liked what you heard and saw today, I would encourage uh, you to please read and give us a review on iTunes. Um, it helps Chris and I get our message out to a greater audience. Uh, that's just the way iTunes ranks the shows. So we really appreciate if you could do that. And Chris, I really thank you for coming on the show again today and, and hope to have you on again soon. That sounds great. Thanks so much, Anthony. I really appreciate it. Take care.